0: You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe?
1: Thank you for tapping into some untapped keg. I am one of your hosts, R.J. Zimmerman. I am here with my brother-in-law. How you doing there, big guy? Monte Ball.
0: I'm doing well, man. Doing well, alive and well. Weather's getting better up here in Wisconsin, so that's good. But
1: uh, excited to get into our conversation today. How are you doing? I'm, I woke up. Feeling normal for the first time since Thursdays, so I'm awesome. I feel way better than I have. Uh, you know what they say? Uh, Listen to your wife because they're always right, or your significant other. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be eating that one for a little bit, but that's okay. I I deserve it. So, uh <clears throat> <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't really know what to you know, say. You don't I, know I, I, I go with that one. I get, uh, you know, Yeah.
0: Because I, mean, I know it's my sister you're talking about. And she's not always right, so. <laughs> I, I had
1: nothing to say she was, to that, she was right about this. I was stubborn. <laughs> I was stubborn and hard-headed, and it it ended up irritating her because it came back to bite me. But it was the first time I felt hungover in seven and a half years. And let me tell you, I do not miss that. Um. Actually I think it's like eight years now. Wow. Yeah,
0: hang, hangover feeling, absolutely. But uh what we got, what we got today, man? Let's 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 get into so, this.
1: Everybody knows I am an alcoholic. Everybody knows that uh I've been in recovery and on my sober journey for seven and a half, eight years. I think it's actually eight years now, like eight and a half, but um Everybody knows that, Montz, you are in recovery and on Mm -hmm. your own sobriety journey. Mm -hmm. And some uplifting news on Twitter from an NFL player, safety, Jordan Poyer for the Buffalo Bills, uh, had a heartfelt, heartfelt Instagram post about his one-year anniversary. To that, we say, woo, congratulations, one year. That's no small feat, especially during last year. And he started right as quarantine started. Like, that is unbelievable. That, good on you. That is amazing. And um, don't let anybody tell you that you should be embarrassed. I understand the feeling of embarrassment, especially when talking about it. Uh, you're a big person to come out and try to help others by telling your story. Um, you know, we we'd love it if he wanted to come on and talk about his life and the changes that he's seen since he's uh started his recovery and started on his journey but he doesn't when when he's ready when he's will wants to talk about it nobody wants to force you uh we're also very small so we understand we're kind of like last on the list that's all right uh you know It's just, it's awesome to see when people come out about it. Uh, something that, that's something that the sober lady Nikki talked about last week was the power of the community and being able to, uh, lean on one another and the positivity that we bring because we're all in glass houses. We are not going to cast stones. Um, you know, we are going to try and uplift you because we get it. You know, we we've all had that bottom. And the bottom has different depths, but it's amazing. There is, however, this insidious group uh on social media that tries to demean others for their own glory, and it's sad to see, and it's these gatekeepers that we talk about. And I'm talking about it in relation to Steve O's tweet that he is thirteen years sober which to that we say, woo, congratulations, that's amazing. That is so awesome. It was during a filming of, uh, I believe, the last Jackass movie uh, that he realized he needed to make this change or he was going to die. And it's incredible that he did. And somebody posted, uh, replied to him on Twitter, oh, 13 years, that's cute. I'm 39 years sober. Wait till you get to that. (laughs) Like, oh, congratulations, you are a jerk like 100%. Like you could say that's amazing. You know, I myself 39 years and I remember that at the beginning it was really tough and for you to hang in for 13 years, you know, it's still tough at 39, but uh that's that's an amazing accomplishment. Like that's what we're here to do, man, lift everybody up. Like wh- whether you're 8 days sober, whether you're 8 months sober, whether you're 8 years sober, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to be there 100% like it's an amazing accomplishment. It's not easy. Especially during this year. We cannot stress that enough. We cannot stress it enough.
0: Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. About, I'm sorry.
1: Uh, I talked Steve a lot o. there.
0: Oh, you did. Um the, oh god, what I was gonna say about Steve O. Um, thirteen years oh, no no, what I was gonna say was I I, I remember seeing somebody tweet something very similar, and maybe we're talking about the same thing, but he said something along, along the lines of they were sharing, obviously, their sobriety journey, their 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 number, their years. And somebody um, did something similar, that gatekeeping that we talked about where they put under it, um, well, I've been 15 years, so you got a long way to go still or something like that. And oh, somebody, was
1: that the smoking one? Somebody posted think- like they were a month without a cigarette and it's been tough, but, uh, but I've been, uh, you know, I'm going to keep going. And then somebody's like, Oh, that like, yeah, trying to like toxic masculinity. It like, bro, get out of here, GTFO! Come on.
0: Uh, no, I, I do not think it was that one. No. Uh,
1: well, it's sad because there's so many examples
0: of it. There's a lot of examples. <laughs> a lot. No, it was uh something something else. But uh, somebody commented underneath that person's comment and said, <laughs> "How many how many years do you think he, that you can go?" without being a jackass <laughs> towards other people. And they said something like,
1: we'll, we'll all count with you. <laughs> so, my- that is that is the gift that keeps on giving. That's Twitter or like TikTok or, you know, when people Absolutely. band together. To, you know, we all make mistakes. We all say things that we want to take back. And you could delete a tweet. You can delete you know, a Facebook message and stuff, but, uh, that how you treat people will always be remembered. And, um, whether you mean to or not, uh, that's something, that's something that still haunts me is from when I'm drunk is how I treated people. And, uh, yeah, just be nice to people. There's no reason not to be nice to people. What's up, Lion? Great to see you. Uh, yeah. How... So daylight savings time, spring uh, spring ahead. How are you feeling this morning? You tired?
0: Dude, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm 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 exhausted. I feel like crap. Um, I'm gonna just let everybody know. Yeah, I got vaccinated. What two days ago? Was we'll say Sunday? Yeah, two days ago. Um, yesterday at around, well, I guess, yeah, at four a.m. Two days ago, I can't remember, but felt like crap. Woke up fever all that jazz but symptoms went away pretty quickly today oh i feel fine but getting hit with this daylight savings as well too on top of all that so it's uh yeah this daylight savings thing hopefully this is the last time that we do it hopefully our federal government just makes that decision just a blanket law across the land of getting rid of this daylight savings because it is useless now I understand the purpose purpose of it back when Benjamin Franklin created it. But as of right now, no, we don't need it. And I think what Arizona doesn't do it, they haven't done it. Right? Um, is it all of Arizona or is it
1: just Phoenix? That's a good that's a good question. That's a good that's a good question. Yeah, probably it's gotta it's almost, it's gotta be all of Arizona. Why right. would it just be that the be city? It. Like that's weird.
0: Yeah, yeah probably the um, entire state, but
1: yeah, I mean, I feel I'm exhausted. I'm tired, but but I'll
0: be fine though. I'm, I think we got some good stuff to chat about today, though.
1: Yeah, we definitely do. We definitely do. So, uh, but- I do, I do, uh, I do love how you mentioned Jordan Poyer.
0: Um Yeah, I think that's huge. I think honestly, I'm, I'm excited to see some some players who are currently still playing talk about their reasons to. You know, reasons for putting down their substance, that being um, off the top of my head, Jordan Poirier and um, Weller. Weller, right? Is that his last name? Uh, Tight end for the Raiders?
1: Waller. Darren Waller.
0: Waller. Yep. Waller. Darren Waller. Um, It's not not really the norm in the NFL, at least in my 30 years of living, um, to have these players come out and talk about their sobriety journey while they're still actively playing. Um, you know, I don't know if you are familiar with any other athletes in the NFL who have done this while they're playing, but it seems like it's becoming a, you know, mainstream thing in a sense, not it's no, more, it's becoming
1: of, more acceptable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As I was gonna say mainstream, has I a really negative connotation to it
1: as yeah. mental health has become more and more, um, accepted in society. And especially when it comes to, uh, professional sports because i don't think it's i don't think it's a norm in any professional sport to talk about uh substance abuse or uh what if you rely on a substance like i'm just thinking about cc sabathia a couple of years ago uh his teammates applauded him but before that i'm sure none of them talked about it or even uh we're probably just like hey what what he's got going on in his private life is what he's got going on in his private life um but, yeah, yeah, as 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 mental health becomes more acceptable, I think that you will see more players hopefully be willing and to talk about it good. be willing to take the step. Like, if you don't want to talk about it, that's okay. Like, you don't have to till you're ready. Uh, that's number one. But taking that step is actually number one. I guess number two is you don't have to talk about it until you don't want to. But take the step if you need to, right. if you need to for your life, for the betterment – of everybody around you for for everything, everything that will take care. Else will take care of itself, but uh, if you have that issue, you know, take that step. Uh, yeah, I think it's important. Obviously, yeah, for
0: the, the those athletes, once they get to a comfortable position, comfortable spot in their lives, I obviously speak about it. Um, I think it's important you have to do so because yeah, you're 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 playing the NFL. Let's be honest, the NFL is the the largest sport in America. And you have that stage, that platform um, to really speak on it, you know, as you have all eyes on you um, in the sports community. So that's it's pretty cool stuff.
1: Absolutely. Pretty cool stuff.
0: Most definitely, just like we said earlier, applaud applaud Mr. Poirier for that. Um, Darren as well. And other players who, who are going to get to that point of finally feeling comfortable to share their story.
1: It yeah it, it's just it's it's um uh, what's of inspiring and we appreciate it and we want to you know help uplift you and you know that's why we uh started on tap keg is to create the community to help uplift others because that's what maybe i know i wasn't really seeing it and i don't think you were either weren't really seeing it in your lives so we wanted to create it uh That's part of the reasons we took this step. And uh, I know that before we started this podcast, I wasn't that comfortable calling myself an alcoholic either, but uh, I am. So uh, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. What's wrong with it is not admitting it and continuing to go down the road I was going down. So um, taking that as part of our community – you know we we want to welcome everybody. We don't we aren't going to gatekeep. We aren't going to say no, you know, you're not allowed or anything like that. Like, you know, if you can drink, if you can partake in all of life's pleasures, uh congratulations. Like that's just something that we can't do. That we have a weakness for and we've admitted it and we cut it out. Uh Let's say you have a friend or a family member that is struggling and you're seeing that struggle and you know that they need help, and you want to be able to help those people. Um, you know maybe maybe we can offer a little bit of help here. So uh, what do you got over there, Mons?
0: Nice, nice, awesome segue, man. Awesome segue, yeah. So we, getting we, better, almost right. to the professional table. <laughs> Same here, man. I'm trying, trying with those <laughs> uh, transitions as well, trying to get them better. But uh, pre-show, we spoke about, you know, obviously here we chat a lot about, you know, how does the recovery stay on the recovery path? Um, so essentially, speaking to the recovery um, today, you know, I really want to chat about. There's something that we talked pre-show, and I want to chat about, chat to those who may have a, you know, you may be tuning in and trying to gather information, gain information, educate yourself about the recovery world for someone that you love. Maybe you have a loved one who is suffering in silence and you know about it. So throughout my training, you know, I have this pamphlet sitting right next to me. And there's this topic called motivational interviewing and to some, they may already understand what motivational interviewing is. Um, in a sense, it's kind of self-explanatory in the, um, in its title itself, but to those who may not understand what motivational interviewing is, um, before I kind of share some of the bullet points here, uh, you know, I kind of just give you a quick little synopsis, but motivational interviewing is essentially when you're speaking to somebody who obviously, you know, and they know, um, they're not heading in the right direction with their life in a sense it's it's like a lost soul kind of feeling i'm not necessarily saying they are a lost soul but it's kind of that feeling you don't really know which direction you're going in um more times than not um at least in my um experience it's it's folks who um you know have a substance use disorder substance use is just in your mind 24 7 it's like all you think about it's just there it's, it's just your focal point and this motivational interviewing is important because what you essentially do is you just chat with this person, express empathy, understand what they're going through, and try to talk to them and talk with them through how they can better their lives. What is it that you dream of? What is it that you want to do? How are we going to get to that? What are the steps that we're going to take? So, with motivational interviewing, real quick, I just kind of want to share this, and I don't want to want to get too, you know, mundane here, but I I really just want to read this word for word, just so that people get a. Great understanding of exactly why we want to share this. So, motivational interviewing, you guys, Mm -hmm. concepts put forth in motivational interviewing will help recovery coaches like myself assist recoveries through the recovery process. Remember the second of the three coach tenants. One big thing about motivational interviewing is asking good questions. When you were speaking to somebody, this individual of yours who you love, who is suffering in silence, It's all about asking good questions. The five key principles in motivational interviewing are express empathy, develop discrepancy, avoid argument, support self-efficacy, and roll with resistance, also known as dancing with discord. So obviously it goes down to break down what each of one of those are. My main one that I obviously love, and then I'll just stop there because I don't want to get too long-winded on this topic. I actually want us to talk about it our own as opposed to just this book. But the one thing that I want to hit on today is in the motivational interviewing is the asking good questions, which is where they what I explained. But the biggest one is expressing empathy, you guys. Expressing empathy, identifying with the feelings, thoughts, and attitudes of the recovery. Communicating with respect and acceptance encouraging non-judgmental collaborative co- i can never, collaborative spirit being supportive and sincerely complimenting what the recovery offers rather than telling and then gently persuading and providing support expressing empathy so expressing empathy is a huge bullet point for motivational interviewing if you provide that support for this person who is suffering in silence, there is a possibility that they can gain control of their life with your help, with help of treatment, etc. This motivational interviewing approach, this first step of expressing empathy is huge, very, very huge. And again, I don't want to get too long-winded and sit here and do it, all the rest of them, but just kind of wanted to open up that door, man open up that door and kind of see what your thoughts are on that. Because again, we, we chat to the recovery and now we're essentially, I want to chat to someone who may not be suffering, but know of someone who isn't wants to help. So that empathy piece is huge.
1: Yeah. I think that that is, um, I mean, that's, that's something that's a lot of people feel is missing from society today. But, uh, sometimes I think that that's because, sarcasm is hard to read on the internet um and then people end up taking it serious and sometimes it is that uh people can find others to accept like their views no matter how horrible they are but um <clears throat> that that empathy i didn't i'm trying to think like when i was coming to terms that I was going to have to, uh, start my sobriety journey and, uh, give up alcohol. I had family members who would tell me I was an alcoholic and, uh, let me tell you that didn't go well. That did not go well for me or for them. Um, those were the nights that I went out and drank heaviest was when I was told, uh, you know, you're an alcoholic and, uh, it was like, oh, yeah, I'll show you. And I'm pretty sure I drank the bar out of some booze that they had. Um, I would say, like, you know, being being empathetic, like, just not being argumentative is key, right? Is you know, I said, dance with Discord. But uh, people are going to be angry. You know, people are going to... Uh, have a little bit of self-pity and denial and everything's going to exist, but you just have to understand that's how it is. It's hard to accept, especially if you're not willing to. But uh, one thing that if you are going to have this motivational interview with uh, someone you care about and someone you love, A, it's somebody you care about because otherwise you wouldn't be doing this, but B – They have to walk there willingly. You cannot take the bottle away. They'll just find another one no matter what that is, whether that's cutting you out of their life or not. Um, That Trying to get people to walk to see that they have to keep that bottle away themselves, I mean, it's a delicate process. It is.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think uh, think you made some great points because what it is, essentially what we're talking about here with motivational interviewing is Again, you can lead a lead, you know, lead a horse to the water, but you can't make a drink. Um, and like what RJ stated, yeah, you, 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 you gotta just meet them where they're at. You have to meet the person where they're at and understand exactly where they're at. And you're going to understand that through the motivational interviewing process. But a big, again, a big piece of that is expressing empathy. You have no idea what this person is dealing with. You have no idea what this person may have dealt with this morning or, or the previous night etc so just expressing that empathy having that empathy like using it as a tool is huge off obviously you know instilling yourself with empathy is huge but Mm -hmm. i need for people to understand that that is a tool as well whenever you are trying to speak to somebody we're trying to connect with somebody who you know and they know deep down they need to get on the recovery journey That is a very powerful one. And again, there's many more bullet bullet points here, but let's be honest, one of the biggest ones, you can't get to the rest of them if you don't express empathy, if you don't embody the empathic bone, if that was even a word, (laughs) but you just have to have that empathy in you. You have to meet the individual where they're at and understand or try to understand why they are in the position they are. Ask good questions. These these questions that you should be asking should be open ended questions as well too. You shouldn't just say, you know, hey, would you like to go get some coffee? Which yeah, that's a great obviously starter point. But the questions that you should be asking maybe once you're sitting and getting coffee is so, um, you know, tell me a little bit about what you want to do with your future, or is this the you know, are you comfortable with the direction that your life is heading in? Uh, well, that's not really a—that's a, that's a open yes or question, no question. Because that's yeah. a yes or no question, exactly. See, so that, it is—it
1: is, is not easy. You—you you do need to script it out a little bit, <laughs> and yeah. and have some like if they answer this way, then go this, and if mm-hmm. they uh, some different questions. And I personally have not had to do this, so uh, I'm is. not speaking yeah. from a personal point of view here. I'm speaking like if I was talking to my old self, which I was hard. We just talked about at the beginning of the show. I'm hard headed and stubborn. Like, Mm. I'm one of the most hard headed and stubborn people you will ever meet, like, for real. Uh, Sometimes I'm so hard headed and stubborn, I'll be wrong, and I will still not admit that I'm wrong, and I know I'm wrong. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ask my wife. (laughs) Right?
0: No, that's a good, that's that's a perfect example of
1: how we. You
0: got to keep crafting more than Nick.
1: Keep hey, we, crafting do. we do. We do need to the, work
0: on my background because at the end of the day, what we got to do with this motivational interviewing is again, it's, it's tough not to ask yes or no questions um, because it's just, this is how we ask questions, you know, sometimes, but yeah, I guess just the easiest way. And we'll end on this point with this with This topic is just when you are asking these questions, just make sure that they cannot answer these questions with just yes, or, with just a yes or a no. That's the easiest way to kind of, Make sure that you're asking open ended questions because you want to challenge their mind. You want for them to pick their own answers and have to think on that answer and then say that answer out loud. Because then by saying it out loud, that provides that extra piece of accountability by them saying it out loud. Okay, now I heard what you said. So you can't go back on it now. I mean, I just heard what you said, how you answered it. So motivational interviewing is a very, very powerful piece.
1: Part of, and, you know something like, uh, you know, what is, what is, the substance you're there to talk about? What is, what does that provide you? How does that make you feel when you're doing it? How does it make you feel the next day, when it is no longer, you know, in your brain? Um, you know, maybe asking, uh, when you look in the mirror without any substance in you, how do you feel about? How does it, how do you feel about yourself? What do you see when you look in the mirror? Um, those, those would have been things that would have helped me. Those questions would have helped me because those are part of why I talking to myself decided it was time to quit. So thanks, Nick. We appreciate that. 60 bits. You're number one. You're number one, man. <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. We- Always appreciate that. But no, hope you're everything's you're good in your land, magic. man. So huh? I said, "We hope everything's good in your land, Nick." Um, yeah, yeah. Those those kind of questions were open ended. Um, would would have made me reveal some truths about myself that I knew, but I never said out loud. That would have never come top to mind. Uh, Before you know, maybe would have helped me to stop a year or so earlier uh, that's, those are the kind of questions that, uh, I think are great, but also just being there and being willing to, to just listen, just listen.
0: That's what it is, man. I'm saying, I'm honestly, that's what it is. And it's, You know, it's there's obviously a lot of research. There's a a significant amount of research that goes into this stuff expressing empathy, understanding how to speak to people, understanding, um, how to understand where somebody's at in their life whenever you meet them. Um, obviously in this profession, but you know, you can't run before you walk, you can't, you know, walk before you crawl. And so at times, many people need to understand that they need to just go back to, just go back to, At the beginning stages, figure out the foundation, repatch that foundation, which is just understanding how to express empathy. And again, we're going to just keep harping on that. But that's just what it is. And we all are not, you know, completely blind to what's going on in America right now. The lack of empathy that we all are seeing across the board, that being every social media platform, um, that being um, even in the sports world, unfortunately, that lack of empathy, it's just cancerous. Unfortunately, it's cancerous. And I think that if we all can figure out a way to keep preaching on that and figure out a way to teach more people how to tap into their empathy or maybe to enhance that empathetic side of themselves. Again, I have to check and see if
1: that's a word. Yeah, that is empathetic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we will. uh, Obviously, we'll see some growth. And and then again, that's why we just harp on loving the the, the recovery community, man, I, honestly, one thing that I've gained from the recovery community is it's like this weight has been lifted off my shoulders. I mean, the people I come across in the, in this community are non-judgmental. nonjudgmental. Uh, you know, at times I feel as if I have a tattoo across my face, you know, that I was a perpetrator of a domestic violence situation. You know, every time I go somewhere, you know, it's just like it's just like out there. And but when I go into the recovery community, it's a bunch of people. Who understand how powerful empathy is, and you just do not feel judged. You don't. You really don't. People don't care about what you've done in your past. Um, people only care about in this recovery community about how you are today. How are you today? How are you feeling right now? Your past no longer exists. How do you feel right now? And what are we going to do moving forward to keep you on this right track? That's just... It's rare to come across people like that. It really is, but it's awesome. So I re- highly recommend and we support those who we, we we want for you guys to get into the recovery community. Um we understand that it's a huge jump and it's you know, for some it may be, you know, a leap of faith, but you know, I've I've been reaping a significant amount of benefits since then. And my apologies for getting too long winded here. I just I just love talking about that.
1: I mean it's part of the reason that we, we wanted to create this obviously we talked about it before was the positive, the helping everybody and uh, you know we didn't have that in our lives so if you don't have My something life. in your lives, create it and right. yes we had it with our immediate families and yes we had it mostly with our uh, immediate friends but uh, you know maybe just even more so out there, uh, I know Miami coworkers, workers wasn't there uh, my immediate. Um, yeah, I've I have had far fewer friends since I put the bottle down than I had during, and that's something that we talked about, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but uh, <clears throat> that it is it is something that you have to be ready for. That uh, we want to be open about that that is one of the changes that is going to happen. That's um, an awesome topic. I love that
0: topic. <laughs> I, love it. I do because it's that, that topic, right. You know, all the other stuff we talk about is not necessarily tangible in a sense. Like you can't really pick out and grab it. I mean, you can, but, but when you talk about how you're going to lose some friends and how you will need to lose some friends when you hop on the recovery journey, that is like something you could literally see, um, and, and like really feel, I guess, in a sense, like I talked to maybe three people. <laughs> um, from my past, you know, and, and a collection of 40 people. I now only speak about, it's about three, and that's about it. The others could not come with me. And obviously, RJ, I'm sure you can chime in on that, in, on that as well, um, from those who you no longer speak with because they just could not come with you.
1: I pretty much you... dropped my entire hometown. Right? Because <laughs> that's... <laughs> The A, I'm embarrassed about a lot of the stuff that I did. And my parents don't understand this, um, which is fine. Um, I kind of wish my dad would because he's also uh, in recovery and has been on a sober journey for many years. But uh, neither of them understand that it's not that I don't want to come home to see them. It's that I don't like going home Um, because Mm. it reminds me – of the worst of myself it reminds me of things that i did that i don't i can't forgive myself for and i won't and um that's a good that's that's, that's one, of good one of my triggers one of my triggers is my hometown so I, pre- that, I just dropped that like the culture is straight drinking there and right. it's not just drinking it's fine. it's getting trashed right um it's another good topic right there because that's how
0: I feel when I go back to Denver.
1: And that's that's I mean that's the yeah that's where I did most of my I mean the drinks are cheap I'm pretty sure the drinks still the prices haven't gone up there <laughs> right <laughs> It's two dollars a beer two fifty for a shot or a mixed drink like whatever you want. Mm. I'm telling you, man, twenty that's, bucks that's... goes a long way. Unless you're a real alcoholic <laughs> like me, then you're going to be dropping a hundred. <laughs> the big the baller here (laughs) so uh, yeah that's that's, just like that that is the truth that's i've not really talked about that before either and that uh you know i've talked to about it with my partner but um i haven't really talked about it with everybody and right uh try to explain that to like uh my family and they they think it's uh them that I avoid, but I try to tell them that that's not the truth. And I don't know what to do in my hometown besides go to the bar. So that's also yeah. one of the things. No, I hear you, man. And then I think that's a good point, too, about kind of all of
0: this that we're chatting about right here. When we're talking about, we're maybe talking to somebody who just may not be um addicted to anything, but just wants to help somebody else. Yeah, you, that expressing empathy, try to understand where are some of the places that this person goes to that may be triggering them. And they might, they may not even know this. We speak about this with Josh Gordon. Um, Flash Gordon is, you know, maybe the NFL was his trigger. Maybe football was his trigger. And so for these individuals who you may be talking to, try to understand that just like what RJ stated, where it's a his hometown triggers him and, and reminds him of his, you know, worst times. And that's that's triggering itself. And so I just challenge people to make sure that they understand that, that some people may be talking to people or going to certain situations or going into certain places, not really realizing that that is what's actually triggering you. You may not know that it's just living deep in your subconscious back there, living deep back there, that trigger. And so. Again, man, this process, you learn so much. And as people see right now, you just see my eyes going all over the place right now because I'm just learning stuff right now in the 45, 50
1: minutes that we're talking. <laughs> That's. Oh, wow. Oops. I just stopped the stream on accident. I need to change those dang controls. Uh-oh. That's all good. Oh, and it's connecting. I'm back on. just wait. uh-oh could not specify double check okay we're back. sorry about that everybody there that's my bad so I set up some uh, uh I set up some hot keys and <laughs> They are not good hotkeys, obviously, because I do end up hitting them every once in a while, and I need to change that. Um, Just doing too much. Doing too much. much. I'm trying to be fancy, and I'm not the fancy kind of person. I'm more like the bull in the china shop kind of a person, you know? You ever see uh, Ferdinand the Bull? Yeah, I ain't Ferdinand. I'm I'm that guy who crashes all over the place and, uh, you know, just creates a big mess everywhere they go. Uh, Lion just said, "Unfortunately,
0: Wisconsin is a in a hole. Is that trigger in more areas than one?" At Lion, absolutely. So, what we're speaking about here, yeah, is is maybe there's certain spots, maybe there's certain restaurants, certain areas in your location that trigger you, and you may not know that. Yeah, Wisconsin, absolutely, Wisconsin is a drunk state. Uh, it is. There's a lot of beauty to this state too. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Obviously, um, ignore that, but this state has a lot of, uh, you know, alcohol is advertised in a very different way here, very different way. Um, and Just our
1: peer-to-peer advertisement is different. I'm sober. (laughs) I know that I'm an alcoholic and I have an issue, and I still perpetuate some of the stereotypes just because I grew up steeped in it, and I feel it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do that. Right. No, you're you're right, man. Uh,
0: And obviously, yeah, you you can speak on this way more than I can. You know, I've only been here off and on since 20 or 2009. Uh, You've been here your whole life. So and you've been up north. There's not really a lot of like you said, not really a lot of a whole lot of things to do, except, you know, work, maybe tend to a farm and then. uh, Go
1: drink. I mean, you know, if you're a hunter or a fisher, there's quite a bit to do. But when you do neither, mm. <laughs> uh, there's sports and then, uh, you know, drinking. <laughs> right. No, that's I think
0: what we're ta- I love this conversation because, OK, again, like we we I love how we're just throwing stuff out there today. Um, we're just throwing stuff out there. And again, when you tap when you tap into our. Ted cake episodes. That's just how it's going to be. We're just going to be throwing some nuggets at you. Um, because again, we're never going to come into this situation acting as if we have all the answers. We don't, we're still learning. We're literally learning right now as we're talking. And that's the beauty about this process. So, but I like what we're speaking about here, where it's like, I want for people to really, I want for people to really start challenging their friends, challenging their, the minds of their significant others, et cetera. When it comes to you know, if you really are bettering yourself better in your life, or if you're just coasting, you know what I mean? Um, and maybe this is an entirely different topic that we may just, you know, shelf till the next episode, but I love this whole topic, this whole conversation about this wholesome aspect, this, this embodied, this, just focusing on the inner self. And then once you get to a point to where you feel comfortable sharing that knowledge with someone you truly care about, um, that's just what i like to talk about and and i don't really think i had that thought process all put together right there but essentially you know what i'm talking about just really trying to help others out and and that's just what the recovery community is and that's why i just really really love the recovery community
1: absolutely
0: yeah, no, I can my ADHD can be all over the place right no, now. No, <laughs> I know, I know. But
1: like uh they're throwing the, the you know, the brewers out there for like uh, opening day. And I mean that is everybody gets drunk. I when I was in college we used to throw it on the radio, sit out in the yard and we'd play some catch and you know, put down a thirty pack. And then it was time to go to the bars afterwards, you know? Mm. Um let's see here, what else you know, like uh the uh, NCAA tournament. We got absolutely hammered watching those the mm. entire opening weekend. Just like talking about our brackets, we'd be sitting at the bar. We wouldn't leave all day. We wouldn't leave. We'd just sit there. Oh, I. Yeah, there were there were some really bad nights. I had one really good friend who would pretty much come down to the bar and then just take me back to his place so that I could sleep because he lived really close and he knew I'd be oh, there. Like. Just in bad shape. Uh, you,
0: I got a similar, similar. I mean, yeah. dude, I went, I went to Dallas the NCAA tournament. When the yeah, were I remember this story. Wearing a frog suit, <laughs> just hammered. Wearing a frog suit, shaking hands in the suite with Ladainian Tomlinson, Vince Young, um,
1: McFadden was in there too. Um, just name dropping like as nothing, like. People. No, you, you may not even know these people, but these are people that I casually shook hands with. But no, I'm sharing it because. I, no, I know. I know. It's I'm embarrassing. Sorry. I shouldn't. That's, no, yeah. you're good.
0: You're good. It's just embarrassing. <laughs> that just goes to show you. Like there, and they were looking nice, wearing suits. Dude, I'm in a frog suit. Meeting Ladanian Ladanian Thomason, who I had on my wall growing up a fat head of him and now my first time meeting him I met him drunk in a frog suit. So I mean it's just like you stated you have these drunk stories and they really become I guess fresher to the forefront of the mind especially the the, the chances of getting drunk when we you know talk about the NCAA tournament or when it's coming up when we talk about spring football in Wisconsin when it's coming up or um any other you know events like that. So
1: yeah, it's I mean, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. Beer has always been, um, at the very top of Wisconsin culture. Uh, the amount of microbrews that Wisconsin has had compared to the rest of the U S before it was cool is it's a lot more like beer has always been in the culture. You know, Mm. you, you had Blatt's, you had Schlitz, you had, uh, obviously Miller, everybody knows Miller. Um, you know, Stevens Point Brewery's been around forever. Like all of these Pabst Blue Ribbon, all of these very uh, famous breweries that everybody knows about. Like this was the cradle of them. I mean, yes, Lion brings up Spotted Cow, New Glarus Brewing Company that everybody knows and loves. You can only get it in Wisconsin. Um, I got a story. So about that. Mill- Miller Park is. Uh, you know, that that kind of is the culmination of it. Like, the, you have the Brewers, yeah. and then you have Miller Park. And part of the reason that Antanasio said that they changed the uh, name of Miller Park, which a lot of Wisconsin residents are upset with, is they wanted it to be more family-friendly. They wanted right. it to, you know, American Family Field is the, it has the family feel already. American Family Field. Um and I'll be honest. I think the name
0: sucks, but I, but I, but I understand the mission.
1: I, I get the mission too. Like, right. to it'll in my heart, it's always going to be Miller Park, but right. that doesn't mean that you can't try and change the culture. There, that is how you exactly. do it. That is how you do it. You make big changes. Exactly. Um, going against the grain, it's and it. You know, it's all. It's okay. People can handle their beer. People can have. You know all the you know six they can have a six pack of spotted cows sit in their fridge for a week they can have you know uh thirty packs sit in their fridge for two to three weeks I couldn't um yeah. I think that I'm not in the minority in Wisconsin and that's it's it's okay if it's not affecting relationship if it's not affecting your mental health your mental well-being you right. are relying on it it doesn't have control of you but it may right. but it may and that's part it is, it is definitely part of the culture when you think of alcohol like a, and you know culture in america like you're going to wisconsin uh you know like like uh, Nick's saying, you know, beer and cheese. We do have some fine cheese. Yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> More about the brats. Fried, right? fried cheese curds is where it's at, and you can't, you can't even deny Monts. So it depends uh,
0: on the restaurant. <laughs> but we will not name drop any restaurants right now. Wisconsin the until, uh, until, <coughs> until, until they want to sponsor us. Okay. Um, Wow! No, we've talked about so many restaurants already. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but yeah, Nick, you're yeah, Nick, uh, yeah, beer, beer and cheese for sure. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know, man. It's again, we're kind of kind of getting close here to transitioning <clears throat> to another topic. Um, yeah, and let me, let and you know, we're
1: not saying it's evil,
0: right? Right. So uh, let, let me recap here. So we 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 had a good conversation, man, talking about. Again, congrats to Jordan Poyer. We spoke a little bit on the um, gatekeeping that we're still seeing, unfortunately, as well. On 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 really on Twitter, seems like it seems like that's a huge thing on Twitter recently.
1: Yeah, but honestly, Facebook is still the place you want to go if you want toxicity. But however, however, Twitter Twitter is very toxic because social media is toxic. Like indeed, it is. Twitter is just sometimes you got to watch them. Watch out for them you know, (laughs) right. Those replies.
0: Yeah. We're going to try to get, we're going to try to get Jordan Poyer on. Um, yeah, we're going to try gonna reach out, you know, I kind of just threw that out there, but I think we'll be successful. I think we'll be successful on that. Um, talked about some motivational interviewing, expressing empathy is one of the the big ones. Uh, You know, I think it's one of those things too. When someone shares something very personal with you, um, don't try to Here's a here's a here's a here's a big thing. Don't oh. try to downplay it. Don't try to say, "Well, at least you know you're still breathing." Well, at least you still have a job. Well, at least you know that they say, literally in the training I went through, never use that verbiage. Well, at least we say that we use that because we feel as if we need to respond. We feel as if we have to say something to somebody when they share something very personal with us. More times than not. Just saying, man, that's man, or or if you're talking to a woman, of course, uh, you know, just be like, man, that's that's tough. And I'm, I'm very fortunate that you shared that information with you, and I'm here to help you any way that I can. That's it. That's it. That's really all you have to say. I mean, because we at times feel as if we need to say something that's going to help. That's going to help right now if someone shares with you, hey man, you know I'm dealing with some serious stuff at home, maybe going through a divorce. Um, you know, you shouldn't say, "Well, at least you guys are, you know, still going to focus on your kids." Um, and be great co-parents. No, that's it's don't use that verbiage. Well, at least just say, "Man, I'm 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 sorry to hear that. I'm sorry that you're going through that. I really am." And that's some heavy stuff and and you know, I commend you for for sharing that information with me. just showing that empathy like that. You know, you can help that person take leaps and bounds to whatever it is they're searching for, whatever it is they want, that mental health, uh, that, that whatever it is, just 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 being there for them is an awesome thing. It really is.
1: I think one thing, too, going off what you're saying, like that's perfect for having any conversation. Exactly what you're talking about um but also um try not to necessarily relate mm. like uh, yeah that's another one that too could, that I had that would come off as possibly condescending um or trying to compare yeah like mm-hmm. that's what it could be is look that as Not you you're coming from a great place you're trying to be empathetic you're trying to relate to somebody but try to hold back on that. Try not to because um you know it, it it would be tough to come off that way uh sincerely yeah yeah I'm just thinking I'm just thinking about it and like uh it it'd be very difficult to to do that sincerely. Uh that, that would be that would be an extremely fine line to walk. It is, and it is. I would say, you know, if, if you straight away from that, I think you might have a little bit more leeway than you mm. would if you go down that rela- relation hole, because you, you you could yeah. be condescending and create a, mm-hmm. a combat there. So
0: yeah, you just gotta. We're essentially what we're just saying is just telling people just to make sure that you're focusing in and trying to craft your responses to two people. Um, again, you feel as if at times when you hear some bad information some uh, from, from someone, you feel as if you need to try to find something else in their life that they can focus on in the moment that is going well for them. Some people don't like that. Some people don't like that. Well, at least you got this. So we, we spoke on that. And then RJ just made a great point as well about the comparison In those moments you feel as if you you know need to relate to that person just so that they don't feel as if they are alone. Sometimes that's okay, but sometimes it's not. Obviously, it depends on your audience. Sometimes people don't want to know or hear that you're going through the same thing they're going through because they're going through it right now. They're in the midst of their chaos, their own chaos. Um, so just expressing an empathy with them, just thanking them, honestly, thanking them for sharing it with you or having the courage to share it with you. Um just in that sentence alone, you give them that tool to where they can then go home or what have you be like, okay, yeah, I guess I did share it with somebody, you know, I'm making some, some strides. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I got some courage built up here. So that's why this is an awesome, you guys, awesome tool right here. For those who are just listening in on our audio, I have the C car recovery coach training book where I do a lot of reading in, um, And there's a lot of good stuff in here. And this topic right here, motivational interviewing is important, important for those who want to help others. Um, I've been talking a lot this late, this later half of the episode. No,
1: (laughs) no, you haven't. No, you haven't. You've been talking the perfect amount. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, you know, talking about recovery coach, you and I talked about this earlier this week, like, uh, you know, you just completed your training, and you highly suggested to me to do it, and I think that that was a it is a fantastic idea, and that's something that I'm going to be doing, is Heck becoming yeah. a recovery coach. So, uh, I won't just be shooting from the hip; I'll right. actually be able to, uh, uh, you know, talk about yeah. from a place of of some knowledge and be able to help. And I'll let you um, have this pamphlet; you can take. I this would, book. From- I will, you know, one thing that we, we love feedback from everybody, from everybody listening, everybody watching. We love feedback. We love hearing from you, uh, Mm. everybody in the community. Like we aren't, we are doing this partially yes for ourselves. It helps us. It's helped us along the way. Uh, it helps us all the time, but we also, you know, we want to create a community. We want to create a place of, uh, love and acceptance. And, um, you know, we, we love it when you reach out. So feel free to send us anything. If you know somebody who's struggling, if you're struggling, if uh, you just want to talk, you just, you know, whatever it is, you know, untapped keg at gmail.com, untapped keg.com has all our information. Untapped keg on all social medias. We answer DMs. Uh, I've been trying to watch the comments on YouTube more closely. Uh, we went a week without answering one. That was my fault because I wasn't paying attention. And I'm sorry about that, but eventually I did get to them. Um, you know, any any place that you want to reach out, we will respond. Uh, Facebook messages, everywhere we we will get back to you. So yeah, uh, you know, send us a phone number if you want us to call you. We will call you. We will celebrate. Um, hey, yeah. I'm gonna
0: put uh, I'm gonna put my Google Voice number. I'm gonna um. We're gonna start advertising that now, guys. So we'll, um, yeah. Um, you okay with that, RJ? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my apologies. I kind of jumped the gun there, but um, yeah. Start advertising my Google Voice number, and and again, you guys can reach out, chat with us, and and we can we can help you out because just like what RJ stated, I I, you know, I am a recovery coach, uh, a certified recovery coach, and I am also a certified recovery coach trainer, so I can now just train people on my own to become recovery coaches. So to everyone listening, if you want that training, please reach out. Um, Honestly, you will just be speaking with me and, and I can get you a certificate and then you can actually get paid. Um, You know, again, obviously that's not the main goal of becoming a recovery coach, but obviously, you know, some people want to use it as supplemental income or some people want to use it as their entire income uh, of, of, you know, being a recovery coach. So it's a very lucrative opportunity and then also the the biggest reason the biggest goal the the greatest gift that you receive is helping people to where you almost feel bad for getting paid for it yeah you almost feel like you shouldn't get paid for it right so wanted to share that absolutely so
1: you got anything else want to get into some games or what or played some more. Yeah. I mean, going, going off Mm -hmm. of that, uh, you know, what, what we use, uh, to kind of take up some time because when you, you know, enter recovery and your own sobriety journey, you find yourself with a lot of time and eventually you find yourself with a little bit more energy. So, uh, we like to use stories. We, you know, play video games a lot. Uh, Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, Outriders demo just came out, which is a very very interesting game. Uh, I jumped into it yesterday for the first time. Finally, um, it's like Gears of War mixed, and it is a little bit, but it's it's something a little different. I don't know quite to put put my hands on it, but it's a little bit like Destiny. It's a it's it's a little bit more like um, it's not mo- it's. A little bit more like Mass Effect than Destiny. What's it called? Outriders.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I did, I did like,
1: uh, and then it's co-op. It's like three-player co-op. So, this, I'll have that downloaded today. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. Uh, it's very, it's very cool. It is very cool. So, um, mm-hmm. cool.
0: I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. I so far I like, far, I like it. It's
1: a free. It's a free demo. It comes with like the first three story missions or something like that. It has four side missions. You could play it as much as you want. You can have as many characters as you want, and then all the progress that you make in the demo carries over to the game if you get the game. So you will not have to play any of this over again, even though they probably, it'll be more polished in the real game and there'll be a little bit of differences, but you
0: right. can
1: have as many characters as you want. It's cross-play with everything. It's coming out on all platforms. So you'll be able to play with anybody no matter what system they're on. That's it seems cool. it seems like a really, really fun game. And it's a free demo right now just to check out. And it it's by People Can Fly. So if anybody played Bulletstorm, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like, I I only played a little bit of Bulletstorm, but what I played was a lot of fun. It was really cool. It was super over the top. So you have to get over that. Like, really cheesy. Like, the cheese is real. Um like Wonder Woman 1984. <clears throat> I never watched that. Um, I know that you love referencing it because it's like in your top three of favorite movies, but. No, that's the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: that's, that movie's worst. That movie's. That. Okay, I thought that Battlestar. Battlefield. Battlestar Galactica. What? No, not. What, what Battle is
1: Battlestar Galactica uh, is amazing. You get that name out um, your mouth right now.
0: Battlefield. Battlefield Earth. Yes. Battlefield Earth of John Travolta. Yeah. I thought that that was just the, the bottom of the bottom from, from Hollywood, just the bottom of the bottom until Wonder Woman 1984 came out. Wonder Woman, the first one was great. This one, I mean, did they show up and did they did the screenwriter show up or did they just turn it in? They procrastinate like I used to do in school, wait till the last day before turning it in and just, you know, jotted some stuff down. But anyways, I'm I'm sick. I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm over it.
1: So I played some Concrete Genie. So if anybody anybody has PlayStation Plus, you got it for free last month. Very cool game. Very fun artwork. It's kind of like a more zen game. I think I'm about halfway through it and I played it for about 2 hours yesterday. So it's very short. But it's good. I enjoy it. That's a game that I'm going to want my kids to play for sure. So um especially like, like if they need it. to relax a little bit. I'm very excited uh for some of the games that i have for them to play but i have been buying games for them to play (laughs) eventually yeah
0: we need to do a tournament of what i don't know like with lion nick um
1: i would lose i'm trying to figure out what what tournament should we do Ooh, i mean it's got to be a game that everybody would uh every everybody would play right Hmm. Yeah. Let's, so let's just let's figure that out. So here at Untep K, we're going to figure out
0: some turning. Oh,
1: the NCAA tournament's coming up, by the way, and we're going oh, to run a bracket. Oh, there it is. I let's can't believe we completely buried the lead on that. So, it's a, like, right. whoa. During, during the football season, we actually had a, a, a weekly DFS league, and we ended up not putting any money on it. We thought eventually we were going to, but we didn't have a lot of interest. Uh, we're going to do it again next year anyway because it was fun watching Mons lose every single week. But <laughs> everybody try yeah. and catch me at yeah. the top. Um, so so who, we'll do that again. Who won it? Who won? Uh, it was just weekly, so I, weekly, I don't even know. I think I didn't, we didn't do it that oh. way. We should do it next that way next year where like, uh, it keeps – I don't know if they do that. We'd have to do it ourselves. I don't know if we have enough time for that. But, like, we keep a running tally of points scored. Whoever has the most points scored at the end of the season gets, right. like, 50 bucks. Yeah, that's easy to
0: do. And we should, yeah, okay, March Madness bracket. Yeah, we should. And we have to, like, do
1: that, like, today. Uh, Correct. <laughs> so we will post on Twitter uh, where you, the link to be able to get into it. We'll I'll see if we can use like DraftKings because that's super easy. And right. we're gonna put to the winner like fifty bucks up out there. So maybe we'll have a hundred bucks, you know, if we do like fifty, twenty five, twenty five or something like that. So and it'll be free yeah. to join. It'll be free to yeah. join.
0: How about this? I got something. Let's do this. Let's so RJ and I are gonna talk offline and figure out the the breakdown of you know how we're gonna you know, obviously what the conversation will be for the winners. But yeah, it'll be a good price. And then
1: I think yeah, would you say first, second, and third? I think so. Prize? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll we'll talk offline. We'll about either the do prize. we'll either do uh, ESPN or DraftKings. We'll see. I don't, I'm not sure. I haven't. I only use DraftKings for NFL. I've used it maybe once for MLB. I don't know how yeah. they do things exactly. So uh, uh, when it comes to NCAA tournament. But we'll, if we can do it there, it's super easy. Otherwise, ESPN is also super easy. Right. Um, and they keep track of the points for us. So, nice. we'll, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. Everyone, please join that. We will put it out on our social medias for people to join. I'm sure we'll get some people excited. And uh, FCF, we got it for, for just our audio listeners. You better, you know what? Yeah. Those Ice Boys got to watch <laughs> out because. They're entering the highway to the danger zone. My son's name is Maverick. Who, who we, who we, who's playing, by the way, in the championship? Yeah.
0: So let's let the people know. Yeah. So you guys, you know, just those who just listen in, who don't hop in on our Twitch, listen up. This FCF, this Fan Control Football League, has been exploding, and I'm not just—we're not blowing smoke. Up anyone's behinds on this? If you check out the highlights, it comes down to the wire every single game,
1: except, except for, for ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but uh, but long story short, playoffs were yesterday, and the team. So we had the initial the just a uh, uh, rivalry. You know, we 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 picked e- our team before, before the, the team. league
1: even started. Right. We are yeah. the two teams talking trash to one another. Yep. So And the Wild the- Aces took it a little far. I'm not going to lie. We did. Right. We almost got banned from the league social media. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the Glacier Boys, and RJ is the Wild Aces. And both I played, the Glacier Boys played the Beasts yesterday, knocked them out. Now we advanced to the
1: championship. They were well, the obviously. one seed too. So the beasts were the yeah. one seed. They got to choose who they played, and they picked the four <laughs> seed, the the ice mice, and uh, they got rolled a little bit. They got rolled, rolled. rolled.
0: Hey, everyone loves an underdog. It story. all
1: came down to the final play, except for in the playoffs.
0: And then the aces played the zappers. Again, the
1: Zappers is the 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 Zappers got zipped, baby.
0: Yeah, the Zappers are the team that has Johnny Menzel and Josh Gordon, and uh, the Aces literally rolled them. I mean, the the, the Zappers only scored six points. The the and it was had thirty two points
1: in the like last drive of their their last drive was the only time that they scored. Like (laughs) (laughs) that's brutal. So. (laughs) championship
0: game it's called the people's what is it called the people's championship and i was really hoping
1: they were going to choose the sofa uh the what was it uh the armchair quarterback uh championship because i think that'd be super fitting
0: that would have been that would have been actually but long story short it's going to be the glacier boys versus the wild aces and uh again this rivalry started before the league started so it's actually pretty cool so it's going to be an exciting weekend next week. And so to our listeners, I'm telling you, missing out, you are missing out. Our uh, The listeners, the audio listeners who are not obviously tuning into our video, um, get a Twitch account or and hop in. It's a fun environment. And uh, you're not going to want to miss this one. This is the championship. This is for all the marbles. This is it.
1: There's going to be a lot of trash talking between me and RJ. And uh, I tell you what, bit. the defense <laughs> is really stepped it up this last night. And it was a lot of fun to watch. Like every single play, the defense was right there. The first yeah. like three weeks was not like that at all. It Even the fourth mm-hmm. week, it wasn't really like that. But, I mean, there was a ton of sacks. There was a ton of interceptions, a ton of pass breakups. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch the championship. It's going to get nasty. Indeed it is.
0: Indeed and it shout is.
1: out to, to our boy, Andrew Jamil. Showing out some more, so yeah, that man's a player. That man's a baller. That's I've consistent. I've taken a weekend off from tweeting at teams. Some Andrew Jamil highlight <laughs> tapes, but that's gonna continue again. I told him I'd do it from that untapped Kegup account, uh, so he can get a tryout. Dude has earned himself a tryout, like you said. That oh, two point yeah. conversion, that, that two point conversion, that was nasty.
0: Like the route, route that route. he
1: ran. And that's that's how he runs routes all the time. So That was uh, a route.
0: That was a route right there.
1: He, <laughs> Yes. We, here's to hoping that he gets to fulfill his dream and gets a tryout. That's all he's like, asking yeah. for is a tryout. And if that's he gets it. a tryout, I don't think he's leaving facility without a contract. So, At the
0: very least, which yeah. is still a good spot to be, is on the practice squad. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. He he's a He can be on the practice squad, and that's the very least. You know, we're obviously expecting for him. I believe that he can actually play, you know, on a fifty-three man roster. But at the very least, because I've been on both sides of the spectrum of being a starter and then going to the Patriots to being on the practice squad before I retired, I've seen it. Practice squad players, I've he's better than wide receivers that I've seen on the practice squad. This, this kid can play. He needs a chance.
1: So, Twitch.tv slash keg next Saturday. Uh, We will be on for the first game, just hanging out. BS, and I'll probably be playing my Switch because I don't really care Till the ship. Let's go. Probably start around 8.30 p.m. Central Time. Open invitation to Nick or Kyle if they want to come on or both. Whatever. And you know what? Just hang out. Let's have some fun. Lion, if you want to jump on for some, you know, let's get wild. Let's have some fun. We're called Absolutely. the Wild Aces. The Aces wild, baby. Who knows where we'll go? I might wear some makeup. I we'll see. I'll I'll see what my wife has. Maybe I'll I'll get my kids to do some face paint. They'll come down, hang out. Here's, you get to meet them some more. You know, everybody everybody loved my son yelling "uncle" in the middle of his uh, super serious talk, asking what he's doing.
0: <laughs> here's it. Here's the thing. With the Wild Aces, um, the Wild Aces present I think they present a significant problem to the glacier boys but I think the wild aces i I will agree with you that the wild aces in my opinion is the better team of the league only because they are more hmm.
1: united I want to say they they are focused they're,
0: they're more versatile you know what I mean they're they're they don't just heavily rely on their run game. They don't just heavily rely on their passing game. They're just very versatile. They're gonna come out and throw it. They're gonna come out and run it. And both weapons are, you know, some weapons. <laughs> Either they're gonna their arsenal attack or their aerial attack. Excuse me, is is deadly, and their ground attack is is deadly as well too. But the Glacier Boys can. Play it turns out
1: our too. defense is. You guys stout. are good. I can't even lie. You guys stout. are
0: good. <laughs> That linebacker, I can't even lie. You guys are good. You guys, you guys are good. But the beauty about football is it's, it's any about given strength. Sunday, any given Sunday, any given Saturday, in this context, it all depends
1: on who shows up. And it's just fun. It's it's just a lot of fun to see these kids put some tape together. And uh, you know what? They're just they are having fun. You could tell it out there that they're having some fun. So that's awesome. And we appreciate right. that. So next week saturday come check it out uh, keep your eyes on the socials for some of them uh indeed uh, oh yeah the uh, about march the madness. march madness tournament and then let's uh yeah let, let's be kind to each other uh look us all, mm-hmm. look us up on TapCag everywhere let us know uh how we're doing leave us a review uh give us a rating um yeah hit us up with anything you want to talk about uh we love the feedback we love talking to everybody and uh you know what let's try where can they find you Monts?
0: you guys can find me on twitter at monte ball 28 right here below and you guys can find me on instagram at monte ball obviously our Untapped cake pages as well on social media reach out again we're gonna we're gonna start putting our google voice number out there for you guys to just like tap into us um at any time. Um RJ where can they find you?
1: I'm at It's Trickster on Twitter, ITZ, the eyes of one and Trickster. And uh we look forward to talking to everybody next week and um uh, indeed, thank you for tuning in. So, let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today <laughs> cuz at least if we don't make it, we tried. Uh have a good week everybody. We'll probably stick around here on uh Twitch, hang out for a little bit, but um yeah, we appreciate it.